Good morning and welcome back to another episode of the Chemical Princess podcast. This is your girl Kit sitting here saying hi. <laughs> hi guys. <clears throat> How is everyone? I'm so Instagram's been fun this week and um I've seemed to have so many ideas um with my art just now. That honestly, it's become an obsession. Um, I went to, <clears throat> I make dinner tonight and I was just like collapsed um, because I've, I normally get about four hours sleep a night and that's not a good night. So um, I've not been sleeping the past couple of nights <clears throat> because I'm, there's this, uh, there's a few ideas in my head and I'm, like obsessed with our art so <clears throat> yeah I, I I really become obsessed with trying to get I'm I'm sure anyone that's ever drawn or anyone that's into art or um <clears throat> has um been part of the visionary experience whether it be with our methyltryptamine and ayahuasca or anything you know um or even meditation i'm sure you know what that's like the frustration of trying to um communicate you know um i really like art because when we're communicating in um language we're communicating in this linear fashion now i think i've spoken about this many times and we're going from a to b to c but a picture is there and it's a snippet and it says everything and um, that I can wander back and forth. <clears throat> um, but if you do that in a conversation, it becomes a bit confusing or, or a bit annoying, I, I guess, if you're going back to conversation and back and forth in the conversation. Um, I can replay conversations that are mine, but it's not really the same as art. Art is, it, it just communicates right away. And um, I just find it have these ideas and um. I want to get them out and I get frustrated because I work on one piece of art and then this other thing happens so yeah I was I was making some dinner and like I was I fainted and I was like oh my god I'm but yeah so I guess I'm obsessed <laughs> I get so obsessed with the art so and I'm even though it's like 1am, I'm going to ha- have your workout because I love working out. I You need to work out. If you're doing art, you're sitting there for like 14 hours a day and it's it's not good. You know, and then your time in bed, so you're basically, um, you know, your legs and um, your health are dwindles fast in art. <clears throat> I'm, yeah, so... I was watching this um episode there. I sat down with um some chamomile and I love Netflix because there's it's such a treasure trove of emotions, you know, and like um, movies and it's it's incredible. There's a lot of Netflix, and um I like the fact that Netflix doesn't discriminate against poor people, you know, because poor people can afford them. I don't talk about the third world. I'm talking about um. Within this developed country, you know, everyone can sort of afford Netflix, and I like that. I like that there's a human being out there trying to give something that isn't, you know, <clears throat> um, yeah, you know, it's not like people aren't charged, um, 
ridiculous prices like home sky television and stuff oh my gosh i never ever have sky television I just i don't like it i don't i don't think i think it'd be pointless paying for it um, but Netflix is high polished. I love the setup of Netflix. Aesthetically, it works for me. Yeah, as a um, an artist. Um, but I was watching. I've been watching and rewatching uh, Bojack Horseman. I find um, the creator Raphael really incredible. The storyline at the first episode, I was like, "What is this?" You know, like, "What the heck is going on in this?" There's a horse, and um. <clears throat> there's other programs with things this has animals all through it and it's, it's like what um, <clears throat> but um yeah I was watching it and I watched this episode and it's season 5 episode 6 and it's towards the end it is the end um ouch I seem to have hurt my finger um, yeah, so it's like this episode at the end, Bojack Horseman, that's B-O-J-A-C-K Horseman, and the C is a horseshoe, which is cool, and there is so many hidden things in the background, and I... Uh, in dialogue that I'm um, the second time round, and it really, really gets you the second time round. Because <clears throat> the first time through the series, I was watching all my episodes, and you can sort of walk in and out the room, so you sort of miss things. <clears throat> well, I watched this episode tonight called um, Free Churro. Churro? Is that it? Free Churro? Um, I love Camille, see the fact that I'm drinking a flower is incredible. So, um, yeah, I was watching Free Churro and um, Bojack delivers a eulogy, if you know that's the description of it. <clears throat> and um, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know the end of the episode, um, well, you know there's stuff you know coming, so it's not really a spoiler alert, so let's just dive into it. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> at the end, um, he's given this eulogy about his mum, and through the um, episode, he keeps remembering about his dad, and his dad's in the car and he starts bitching and blaming things on him and you know it, it, it reminds me of like everyone's parents you know I mean there's people I've actually met people whose parents are incredible and they love them you know unconditionally and but most parents are uh, my parents are incredibly strict and I'm his father is strict and he's like <coughs> He's like blaming everyone for um things that are happening, like his partners. If like he says, um, you've got to learn in life that you need to do everything for yourself, and no one's gonna help you, right? And that's like um a pretty true point, right? We need to do everything by ourselves and stuff. <clears throat> but um, he's referring to his language. <laughs> he's referring to his language because his partner wouldn't make him a blinking sandwich. And it's like, what? <laughs> and then Bojack, at the end, his mum, the, the only thing his mum says to him when she's saying is, I see you. And he's going through this whole speech about, like, I see you. I wonder what she meant. I meant, did she see me as, you know, like, just a human at the end? <clears throat> so... <clears throat> 
I'm a bit sniffly because I was crying when I tell <laughs> I was so sad. I started crying, so I'm a bit sniffly. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I cry at cartoons. <laughs> I'm sensitive. I'm I'm strong, but I'm really sensitive. <clears throat> so um, yeah, was, he says um, like his mum's dead, and she's making all these jokes and stuff, and they're incredible. <clears throat> the writer of this program is amazing. You know, I wasn't I, I wasn't found out Family Guy. American Dad is okay, and Simpsons were all right, but this program's really good. And um, Big Mouth, Big Mouth's incredible uh, cartoon program about <clears throat> projects in eighteen, and it's incredible. It really is. It really, it actually addresses stuff. You know. So, anyway, back to the story. So, Bojack is at this uh, funeral and he's given like a eulogy about um, his um, mum and stuff. And his mum's passing away, and the last thing she says to him is, um, <clears throat> I see you. And um, then I. He's trying to figure out what she meant by I see you and um he says things like I see you as in I see you and I see the real you and um everyone else knows what piece of I know what piece of shit you are and everyone else says <laughs> and then he's saying things like um I see you the true their true self and he finishes his speech with um you know his mum is in an intensive care unit and he realizes that she's basically says I see you and she's just reading it so <clears throat> he says um, like we basically take stuff in life and attach meaning to it and um, also I'm going to need some tea for this <laughs> yeah so like um, yeah he's trying to find out like his mum and he's getting so frustrated in it and um, <clears throat> he says um, in the end isn't that what we all want and I lost my shit I really did I was like bawling and snot and tears all over me <laughs> I was like oh my freaking gosh you know and I was I was painting a while doing it because I like to have some sort of fun background thing going on and um, <clears throat> I like to show so I put it back on yeah but it's not true you know <clears throat> that we all just want to be seen um, I was thinking well maybe maybe it's true for us all maybe it's not <clears throat> but um, yeah it got me thinking about um, death and I'm um, how that we 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 don't talk about it in society. We sort of you know, um, we sort of pretend it doesn't happen with um, um the way we prepare our dead and so on. And when you're in hospital, people say it's okay. You're going to get a bit better, you know. And I've been there. I've been at hospital beds many times and lost many people, and um, you know, it's in, it's incredibly difficult. And we seem to say it's going to be okay. We're going to, you know, go jet skiing in the morning, and um, this cancer will clear up, and and it doesn't, you know, it comes back more and more aggressive. And I've had um, <clears throat> migraine and my and and um, most of my family's been taken out of cancer, and um, 
I have um, no fitness my entire family and I you know everyone in my family is gone and I'm I think like I think something like that makes you um a it gives you PTSD <laughs> and um but it also makes you really strong and really holds on to things but it can make you really just hold on so much that you squeeze the life out of things you know and um yeah it's like how much do you let go and how much do you hold on you know like how how hard are you supposed to hold on to life? How, are you supposed to cling to it? Or are you supposed to let it go? I spent a um a huge section of my life. In fact, most of my life, I'm ignoring thoughts. You know, I've managed to deal with thoughts now and silence thoughts. I still go through outward dialogue. Um, and um, you know. PTSD and you become being triggered and PTSD is no laughing matter, you know, it's uh, terrifying and um, um, you can become very angry and uh, it's terrifying, it really is. <clears throat> but I was thinking about like my early experiences, you know, I'm talking a long time ago with my early experiences, my things like LSD and um mushrooms, you know, magic mushrooms, psilocybin, semilantia, and cubensis, and Mexican, and so, <clears throat> well, I was thinking about, like, my experience with that, and we're in this, I'm, I'm hot, and I'm, <clears throat> there is a fire, and I was, I was really young, and I took it, and I'm, I felt like the room was closing on me, and I'm, I swear, every time I do a podcast, I lose my voice. Honestly, I speak about four pitches higher than this. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think just, like, I'm... I don't know. Watching too many cartoons and crying at them, probably. <clears throat> it's what happens. But, yeah, the room closed in on me, and I was, like, I was trapped. And, I, and then, like, the only way out of it was to realise that I was experiencing death. You know, this was equal death for the first time and I'm not that I believe there is an ego and stuff you know but I'm <clears throat> yeah it was so it was terrifying and it was closing into me and it was I was pretending yeah it's fine and I was running towards the door basically <laughs> trying to get outside because I feel so at peace outside you know I feel like calm and so <clears throat> I mean who doesn't ever sitting under a tree you know there's a reason but I chose the tree to it sounds or anything. Um, yeah, I was thinking about death, and the first experience I had with death was when I was really young, and I was five years old, and I, I woke up and my sister died, and um, then it seemed to be a regular occurrence after that, and so I had um, a relationship with death from really young, you know, it seemed like every year we we're going to the great side and burying someone in my family um, to the point you know you have yourself questioning you know as as our, uh, you know if we um, as someone in my family stole the Hope Diamond you know like, that they've carried his curse or something but um, yeah I don't believe in curses it's just uh, you know I'm um, and I'm um, 
when you see it, you know, you can see the thin a person that's gone and if you see it regularly, you definitely see death. <clears throat> and um it sees you and um there has been this relationship with me and, and uh death my whole life, you know, as I've uh, battled it with our shamanism and um <clears throat> I uh, losing um people that I I really loved, you know, and um I it's it's one of those things where death can literally break you before you've even started to live. But death can be this ultimate teacher, you know, I find that, that I'm either clinging on and freaking out about the whole thing, even though I know the the truth, you know. That I'm, I am at. I'm the experience, experiencing itself. It's, you know, I don't want to. I'm not be myself. I, you know, especially considering I fought my entire life since childhood to be recognised and be myself, and I'm, I'm accept myself and stuff, and I'm, you know, that's an ongoing battle because I, I don't really feel like I could ever. I I don't really care about that either because it sort of becomes this drive, you know. But it sometimes feels like the clock is ticking fucking down, you know. And it's so stressful and I, I really feel for us all, you know. And I feel for the sun, the moon, the earth and each of the children, um, each of our brothers and sisters and this whole illusion. And, and it's like, what is worse, you know, infinitely dying, humanity dying, constantly and constantly and constantly. And we're beautiful and it's not because we're humans, you know, we, we create beauty where everything else eats and decays. We create absolute beauty. Our eyeball manifests beauty, otherwise there would be nothing. So we're, we're like these angelic children that create beauty. And um, we're within Brahma, you know, and Brahma falls into this eternal dream that he can die and be separate, he can lose and he can have separation and um, delusion. You know, if you are uncomfortable with the name Brahma, then place the name God there or place the name Universe, Singularity or um, whatever. But it's all one, you know, it's like the universe doesn't come in parts, so... You know, everything is connected. Literally, everything is connected. Um, but death is... Death is both a motivator and... Um, it's like the last enemy, isn't it? Old age and stuff. That's what uh, Carlos Castaneda... Whether the book was true or not. I loved the Castaneda books. I really did. Don Juan and Carlos Castaneda, I loved reading him. I actually read him recently and I managed to find a comic book of Carlos Castaneda. Can you believe that? A comic book of Carlos Castaneda. Um, I'd read him. I've, no one, if you're out there and you haven't heard of Carlos Castaneda and Don Juan, grab the books fast and, you know, read them because you will love these books. They're fantastically written. There is parts in the books that um are way um 
thick, you know, like how um, he speaks about this pipe and how um, there are several ingredients in a pipe, you know, it could be the, I would believe the ingredients if there were things like Baristeriopsis carpi and um, Salvia divinorum if you were to put that in a pipe and mix in other things like a couple of datura leaves. I'm not sure if datura can be smoked. I'll, I'll check that one. Um, I've only ever worked with uh, datura um, consonate orally and um, it's a bizarre thing. Uh, datura is a um, thing that it makes you feel like you're in a dream. And you're witnessing things, and it's like there's this other world there, and there, and it's like, it's you, you um, the show is one of those things where you could be in a room filled with people and you wouldn't even see them, you know. <clears throat> you would be I'm um, seeing other things, and I'm um, furniture coming alive and stuff. I was in Detroit, um, on and I closed my eyes, and I ended up in this dark house and I tried to go out and the trees were growing spikes and they're shooting way up into the air and it was dark and it was like haunted the house but uh, the forest was uh, haunted it was some sort of suicide forest and I was trapped in this house and the house was filled with webs and filth and I was so run down you know and I, I don't know if that was a metaphor for I my mental health at the time, you know, because I was taking on a lot and um, I was facing half of what um, I face now, you know. But it was terrifying, you know. There was also, I remember smoking DMT and I thought it was NN, you know, dimethyltryptamine and uh, NN dimethyltryptamine. Um, and I smoked it. And I went to this place where it was a white light and I was the only thing. It was just pure awareness and I hated it. It was absolutely terrifying. I don't mind uh, DMT because DMT, there's visions. And slowly um, you experience the totality of everything and you go through everything. You know, I remember um, being in my mum's womb. I remember... Experiencing everything from the ground to the earth to myself to my um relationship to myself, you know everything. But um, five Emil was um, yeah, and um, the Gilpusates, which is the same as was the um where you um sniff it or snort it and and I can't find the words um but yeah you snort it and you cr- the crusades and so um that was really hard on my system I found that harder than um uh how I baby bridges and um the other one um morning glory um seeds um, they 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 made the limbs cold on vascular constriction. Um, I've only ever experienced extreme vascular constriction on um LSD. You know I'm um, and I'm um, yeah it's extremely worrying. 
because um, you don't want to be in no journey and worry about having a heart attack or possibly have a heart attack. You know, and I don't think that it'd be good for your vascular constriction. So that's why these uh, experiences are best I saved and spread it like, you know, I'm, yes, you know, I don't need to go to a shaman. I've been training in shamanism since I was eight years old. I've done everything, went everywhere in the world and asked and quizzed everybody and went through every single book and asked shamans and trains and hundreds and thousands and thousands of uh, <clears throat> journeys like thousands of journeys I've I've uh, engaged in so <clears throat> when I'm saying I'm a journey you know I still have people there sometimes 90% of the time I'll, I'll do a journey by myself and so I'm, I know what I'm doing you know I know my I'm measurements i know the ld50 and i'm safe with these medicines and there's sacred you know i believe like it's a meeting with divinity and mother earth's door um but i yeah i'm scoping and things i detour sorry uh, same thing <clears throat> but um they're not to be messed with, honestly. Um, they're really, really powerful. Um, <clears throat> Deliriants and stuff and flyagaric, uh, Amanita Muscaria. But in the, the story of Carlos Castaneda, the shaman, <clears throat> Don Juan, he uh, smokes from this pipe and it's his little mixture. <clears throat> and shamans have pipe and uh, I have a pipe and... Um, they have their little tools, you know, in their little pouch that they collect plants with and stuff. You know, I collect plants every year and stuff like <clears throat> lavender and other plants and make my own sort of blend up and so. <clears throat> but I'm in this story, he says, and this story is incredible apart from this, you know, he says, so um, he speaks about Detroit and, and <clears throat> he was becoming this um, flying bird and having this extreme power and stuff but I never experienced any of that in Detroit. I just experienced like I was in this horror movie and it was um, you know and Salvia Tavini and Orem it felt like everything had become meaningless and everything was paper like quality to it and um, there was <clears throat> F5 symbols and um codes and stuff and it wrapped around me and threw me away like a piece of paper and it was horrible and I spent like infinite lifetimes crumpled up as a piece of paper <laughs> so that I would never go near I was of a different room <clears throat> again I respect it you know I respect it some people use it as a an opening tool for um DMT and stuff but I wouldn't mix those two together and I wouldn't put scopoline in with ayahuasca. I know people still do that. They put <clears throat> two or three leaves of scopoline in with ayahuasca. But unless you, you have trained um, or you have like experience with psychedelics. Because um, you don't need to be a shaman to use psychedelics. Um, but if it's your first time, guys. If you're listening to this podcast anywhere in the world and it's your first time. And you're thinking about psychedelics, A, check out your legality issues wherever you're staying. 
and um, respect your law because if we respect our laws and our country's um, laws then we can uh, move forward to things like America and Canada's moving forward to legalizing cannabis and Britain and America is um, talking about, you know, bringing LSD back and stuff and to help people. But uh, get respect your laws. <coughs> Carlos Castaneda in a book, Highs This Pipe. And Don Juan puts our psilocybin to a mushroom. But mushrooms can't be smoked because <coughs> the, uh, the ingredient, a psilocin, it gets converted to psilocin in the system. Um, it's destroyed. So I was like, well, that's not true. And that's not true. And so, um, and so it was the first day I'd ever heard about um, peyote. You know, I was a kid and I'd listened to everyone from Terrence and South. I, I am a geek, <laughs> but I was even more so back then, you know. Um, I never had tattoos and stuff, and it wasn't um, a badass. <laughs> I, I, I was I was geek, and I'm still a geek, but um, I'm more sort of um, toughened by life, <laughs> shall we say. <clears throat> but yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic book. If you push that to one side, it's an incredible book. There's lots of good books to read. There's I, I love my books. Um, another wonderful one that um, if you're on the spiritual path, and um, you can sort of get through the language of it, is the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and that's about um, the last few moments of death, and um facing the demons and the wrathful deities and so on. and then it sort of ends each chapter with um realize that these are thine own intellect and um my brother I, I'd lost a brother to um I've actually lost two brothers but um I'd lost my brother uh, to suicide and um uh, we found him hanging after days and days and um he was a mess and um, I uh, read the Tibetan Book of the Dead over his body and um, I read it and um, you know hopefully to try and lead him away from the <coughs> lesser lights and return to his source and stuff <coughs> the book is incredible it really is there's another book um, I don't know if it's called Awakening or Enlightenment I don't know. I I think it's awakening. <clears throat> and um, there is a story of a cancer patient who basically wakes up and um, becomes enlightened. And there is like, uh, I read this when it first came out, so excuse me, I read a lot of information. <laughs> um, so he's going through this uh, cancer thing and um, treatment. <clears throat> and uh, that mattered to me because I've most of my family are, I mean, I think I'm going to get cancer because most of my family are, have all had cancer. Um, <clears throat> so, um, in the, um, sorry, <clears throat> in the, um, story, um, about, 
the person I'm making. I completely forgot what I, I said there. <laughs> and the, uh, the story, the, the person wakes up and accepts their death and is free. Only, And I think the cancer retreats. I'm 100% certain. 99%, 8%, 70% certain <laughs> the cancer retreats. But um, it's an incredible book and it, it really um, ignites you. Anything by Alan Watts is incredible. I like how much I enjoyed Krishna more. Yeah, I could listen to him talk for the rest of my life. So yeah, I was thinking about death and um, the heaviness of it. And <clears throat> I, when I was young, I, I wanted to know the answers to everything. I remember saying to my parents and saying to countless people, "I'm, I'm going to discover the answers for everything. I'm going to." you know, understand God and understand my life. And I did. I did understand my relationship to God. I've figured out my life and what this thing is about and got through it. And I'm, you know, I'm crawled my way out of hell many a time. And I'm due to the power of plants. I mean, if I hadn't had plants and my shamanism to get me through it, I, I would have been gone years ago like such a long time ago I think like the reason I, I'm I'm still here and I love my life and I I love my connection to God and I I love um, being able to explore these things I love being on this podcast is because in theogens that's why it's important the government don't take these from us and they regulate them because it can prevent suicides, it can cure uh, mental illness, it can, it can, really can, it can help mental illness and um, get your shit together, you know, and it's the only thing, antidepressants, I mean, I've taken antidepressants and they just make you sick, seizure, I, I, I seizured, stop breathing, you know, I'd end up in hospital and stuff with them, and um, I found the best treatment is shamanism, being in nature, if you don't know how to work with plants, you can take lavender, lemon balm, um, you know, um, what's the other one, um, flaming root, <clears throat> and uh, things like this, and there is also, um, you know, nootropics, which is good for the brain and 5-HTP, and um, camel's good for the brain as well because I believe camel's tryptophan, you know, and that's um, a precursor to serotonin, I think, two steps away from it. Um, so trip, uh, that's why I'm, I love my camel because A, it's a flower and I get to, <laughs> I mean, what girl does like, or boy, I mean, if you want to drink flowers, it's up to you, but what girl doesn't like flowers, you know, and White Carol doesn't like drinking flowers, and I could drink them all day, so. So, the, will we survive death? No, I don't think anyone can survive death. Maybe one day we'll eradicate it, but I I don't know. I Part of me wishes that I could pop my mind into a robot, you know, but then I'd miss all the sensory part, you know, I'd miss feeling through my hands, I'd miss my heart breaking, I'd miss crying, like heart ends. <laughs> I'd miss all those things, but I, I, I wouldn't want to, I don't want to die, you know. I think, like, <clears throat> it's okay to say that, and um, 
yay, my voice is coming back. <laughs> um, yeah, it's okay to say that. It's okay to say that, like, we're afraid to death. You know, even spiritual people that um, have their shit together or whatever, you know, college is terrifying, you know? Yes, and if there's Buddhists and um, beings that are working spiritually, like, if the Dalai Lama says he's not afraid of death, then I don't believe that, you know? I don't believe anyone isn't afraid of death. And if you're not afraid of death, that's, I think that's sad, you know, because your life is beautiful and it's just, it's sacred and it's sacred. If every breath, you know, every breath is sacred. Every breath is sacred. <clears throat> and life is sacred. And I'm... But death can sort of push you... Death can sort of push you too much sometimes but I think like it's good as well I think it needs to be in spirituality and we need to be speaking about this publicly we need to discuss it with each other we need to discuss it with our loved ones way before it ever happens we need to stop saying it's morbid and so because death is natural as life and maybe if we all talked about it we could understand it you know um, but yeah, the Bojack Horseman episode, it's beautiful. It really is. The ending is beautiful. And eulogy will bring a, bring a, tea, a tear to a statue's eye. <laughs> We're really weird. <laughs> and if it's not, then I'm really sensitive. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just sensitive. Um, yeah, guys, um, let me know I'm on Instagram or email me, um, the email's attached to us, or jump over to Instagram if you want to message me, um, I'm always up for a chat, and um, I work a lot guys, I work a lot, and um, I work full time on my art business, and I do my promotion, I do radio, um, I've got clothes, merch, stuff out there, I do YouTube, all the social medias, and I'm starting another full time job, I'm um, within a month, which is crazy because <clears throat> I'm probably going to be working 20 hour days and so, but you know, that's death, <laughs> that's death for sort of whipping and cracking that whip. And yeah, the point was like, I'd spent a lot of my life believing in Buddhism where we um, extinguish yourself and don't think and don't feel and stuff. And honestly, for lack of a better expression, that's a lot of bollocks. And to extinguish your, your life, you might still not even be alive. You know, you might still not even be expressing it. Life is like I'm a volcano. You should be like a volcano or an ocean or, <clears throat> you know, a, a falling star. These things are natural and are volatile and I'm... Um, we're entitled to our feelings and we're entitled to be sad and um, it's okay, you know, it really is. I mean, I know it's okay. I, I, I love God and I love my life and I'm connected and it, <coughs> I'm lucky I'm, I'm in the position I am to be able to um, speak about art and speak about life and death and shamanism and I'm... Um, you know, I would, I would have loved nothing more than my family to be here with me and, but 
you know, that doesn't, you can't always get what you want in life. I think it's balanced and I, as much as my heart aches sometimes and I, <clears throat> I, I see their faces in dreams and um, it hurts, it really hurts. I know that life is beautiful and it's sacred and I wouldn't change it for anything. I wouldn't give up any of the heartache, I wouldn't give up any of the tears or any of the nightmares. <laughs> I wouldn't give it up for anything because there is only this and there will only ever be this and the whole of forever is all of this. So, um, on a positive note, get over to Instagram and I, it's alchemical.princess and it's Mina Kitsune is my uh, full name. And uh, yeah, follow me and hit a comment and check out the art you'll not be disappointed. Um, I'm working in loads of art just now. I have hundreds of pieces I'm going through. I seem to start a piece of art and then I'm not happy with it and I move on to another one or have ideas. You know, it's like Picasso says, it's never finished, it's abandoned. Um, yeah, Carlos Castaneda, um, The Art of Dreaming, that's a good one. I think that was the title to it. And, um, you know, if you're worried and stressed about death or you've lost loved ones and stuff, don't worry because, like, you're here and your life's sacred. You know, without you, you would have no experiences. And eternity of nothingness or eternity of being Brahma. And, you know, this is a holiday. Life is a holiday. Being alive is a holiday. When you become the infinite all and everything after dying most people would actually like that but I like the limited part of life <laughs> I like my handbags and I like my lattes and I love my art I'd be lost by the to you know God creates as well so I'm sure that Lord Brahma can understand my need to cling to samsara you know it's like you sort of become awoken you know i woke when i was 18 19 and um you come back you come back <laughs> i'm yeah guys i'm jump over to instagram and i'm on tiktok as well if you want to see how the art is made you want to see time lapses of the art Come over to Instagram and um, follow me and uh, write a comment and let me know where you're from, where, where are you in, in the world and um, how are you in this world? You know, you're part of it, you're an expression of it. How are you? Where are you? And um, who are you? <laughs> you know, who are you? The ultimate question. Well, you're God. You're part of God. You're you're inside Brahma stream. You know. Um okay okay. Um it's one thirty. I love you guys. Hope everyone has a fantastic day. If you're listening to it at night time, then have a blessed night or evening or whatever. And um you know, go out today and hug as many people as you can. Because you never know. Um, some some someone might need it, you know. 
oh, coronavirus. That's right. So don't go hugging people. <laughs> you know, nowadays uh, the Chinese do and um, pams together and, you know, <laughs> yeah, wait till after coronavirus to hug people. Um, if you're on YouTube, there's um, videos of free hugs. This was like when I was much younger, I was a kid, and there was someone giving out free hugs. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It really is. Okay, guys, I love you all so much. This is Kitsune signing off. And um, yeah, come say hi on Instagram or email me. I'm not always able to respond to the emails because, well, I work. I'm at least 14 hours a day and I'm, I work all through the day and I work at night and then, you know, take some time off to exercise and I'm working again and again. But I'm, I love life and I want to, you know, get all the dress out of it. So, <laughs> um, okay. Bye. Bye.